Okay, so now I'm going to do a podcast intro, which will involve me singing for a little bit. Are you ready? You're going to sing too. No, I'm not singing. All right. Are you ready? Brandon and Lindsay have a podcast now. They got a podcast. Ooh, they got a podcast. Brandon and Lindsay have a podcast now. They got a podcast. They got a podcast. Uh. And that's our intro song. I like it. Thank Are you, you going to have a new one every time or is it going to be that one? You, I, well, you won't remember one. that one. It'll be a new one every time. Yeah. It'll be good. Everybody's so here's a little one. nugget of info for uh, you guys, the, the fans that probably you don't know, is that Brandon... Um, we used to have a dog and it was a pug and <laughs> his name was Morty. We called him Morty. Yeah, but his and, name was uh, not Morty. El Muerte de Negro. That yeah. was his name. He was a Muerte black de pug. Negro. So we called him Morty and he had his own theme song, but it, it changed every time Brandon sang it. So it had to be a little bit different every time he sang the, the Morty theme song. Yeah. <laughs> but I can I can sing it for you guys now if you want. Yeah, you should. How we had just got married when we got that dog, yeah. Um, pretty close. I mean, yeah, we were only in Albertville for like two years, so we didn't have any any kids. No. We didn't have kids at all. Not, not at that time. Yeah. Uh, how did the Morty he song jumps, go? He squeals. He flies. Yeah. Okay, I got it. I got it. It was Morty. Morty. Morty the Wonder Midget. He jumps. He squeals. He flies. He's overall exciting. <laughs> He's wonderful and amazing to me. He doesn't know when or where to pee. Do, 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 do. Morty, Morty, Morty the Wonder Midget. Yeah. So the ending was always different. The Wonder Midget part. At the yeah, the end. rest of it's standard issue. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a song about our uh, old dog, Morty, who's now. <laughs> See what you're going to get when you listen to our podcast. Brandon and this Lindsay have a gold. podcast now. I got. I know what song I want to do for the intro, though. I want to have Lindsay Loves Incubus, the band Incubus. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what we're going to. We're going to do. Uh, what's the new? Anomaly. That's a good one. Okay, so let's roll back here and we'll start picking up questions right off the bat. Um, I wrote them down. Yeah, we'll just start knocking out questions. Here we go. Mm -mm -mm. And see, when we have the actual podcast, we can cut all this dead spot out. Yeah, but um, so like one of the questions, when did you start? Okay, so let's just start there. Let's start at the beginning. Okay. Of, our ju- of us doing jujitsu. Okay. Okay. So, you, I always tell the story. Okay. So, I'll but this you. is Brandon and Lindsay have right. a podcast. Okay. I always have a podcast. Okay. I am, in a lot of ways, I am a podcast. I have told this story a time or two. All right. Well, go self. ahead. Go okay. ahead. How did we get started? So, um, Brandon was a youth minister at the time, and youth ministers eat a lot of pizza. That's that's a scientific fact. <laughs> yes. And uh, so he was used to, like, he loved playing basketball, uh, and he did a lot in college, and there was a lot of guys around to do pickup games and stuff like that. So he was really active. But then when you got out of college, it was harder and harder to get together, you know, that many guys to go play basketball. Or any guys to go right? play basketball. And so he wasn't working out as much, and he was eating a lot of pizza. So And that, and Mountain Dew. Yes. A lot of Mountain Dew at those yes. times. And so um, that resulted in you had gotten up to like 200 and... 228 okay. at my highest. And so he's only 5'8". So that, you know, wasn't very good. We went and we were messing around one day at Walmart and he stuck his arm in one of those blood pressure machines and we were like, oh, that's kind of high. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, then we started... Uh, well, I was like, Brandon... I married you, and I want you to be around for forever, so you got to fix this health thing. So we're going to do something together, and you can choose what we do, but we're going to do it together. And um, so he, cho- he chose MMA, and so I was like, oh, okay, well, Crazy. here we go. So I started calling around looking for uh, MMA schools. In Decatur, Alabama. In Decatur, Alabama. In 2006. And so, you know, I was calling around, and— got in touch with a karate school and I was like, do you guys do MMA? 
And they said yes, which really at that point in time consisted of a bunch of guys beating the crap out of each other on a Saturday. That was their MMA class. And so I was like, we're in. <laughs> so I went there and talked to Pat Underwood. And we signed Sob- up. Sobbing in Pat. Sobbing in Pat. And we started classes. And so um, so we started in Tongsudo Karate. Well, it's not really karate. It's a Korean style of martial yes. arts. Yes. It's Tung Sudo Mudok Kwan. But luckily, they the instructor was really awesome, and he loved all kinds of martial arts, so he put Japanese jiu-jitsu into his curriculum, and Brandon really fell in love with that uh, aspect. And so we ended up getting our black belts in Tung Sudo, but he was kind of like, I'm done with the forms and, you know, the artsy side like I wanted I was pretty well done with the forms when I learned the first one I was like oh this is something I don't want to ever do but he did it because so he could finish you know (laughs) (laughs) um and so then we just really focused in on the actually the Brazilian jiu-jitsu so he found Eddie Bravo and um really bobbed with him and his philosophies so that's how we started jujitsu, and this was back in. Okay, we we have a disagreement. I say we started in two thousand six. No, I say we started in two thousand six. So you have you a disagreement say, about what you even agree. You you say we started in two thousand six. I say we started in two thousand seven. No. So. But you don't even remember which which part that you I did. do remember because because you're drunk right now no a lot of people don't know this but Lindsay is a raging alcoholic that's that's true (laughs) but anyway did you hear the snort dude (laughs) so when she laughs she snorts and slurps yes i do oh look at the difference in how loud i am compared to how loud you are okay you gotta turn me up change that no we gotta turn me down oh okay i'm ridiculous all right what were we talking about? Oh, man, I can't remember. <laughs> you got drunk and distracted me. You were distracting me, saying I was an alcoholic. Well, I just want the people... Oh, we were talking about what, I just want what year we started. The truth. I just want them to be... I want this to be a podcast of truth. Okay. Well, I was and just on cocaine. that... Two okay, days of the week. alcohol and cocaine. Yeah. I'm pretty messed up. Uh, it's not you that should bad. find me some help. You're not concerned? No, I think you're doing just fine. You're definitely managing it. Don't even care. <laughs> but anyway, I say 2007 because I was pregnant. Like, I ended up being pregnant with Logan and when drinking. I got my, when I got my, a certain belt in karate. And so I counted the months. I was like, it had to have been in 2007 because it just had to. But anyway. So, anyway, so we've been we got started for in 2006. Okay. When I say, because I'm, I'm the man in this relationship. I'm mm-hmm. the man of the house. So if I say that it happened in a different year, then you have to just submit and say that that's true, right? Is that how it works? Uh, no, not at all. Young Peck Hamshooter 209 <laughs> uh, has a question. Okay. I'm just kidding. He just made laugh emojis. Okay. He thinks it's funny that you're a drunk. <laughs> so that's when did you start at BJJ? Do you have anything to mm. Well, let's talk about what it was like in the beginning. Okay. So uh, mainly what was going on is that we were... Terrible students. Yeah, we were really bad students. And we would just get together in the corner in our little paper karate uniforms. And do this. And we would <laughs> just giggle and laugh and flirt the whole time. Which is pretty amazing considering how unattractive I had become that you were still having fun and flirting with me. (laughs) So, yeah, we had a great time, man. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. We would at least listen while they were teaching. Well, we we got pretty good. When we'd break off and drill and stuff, we would be loud and obnoxious. (laughs) Yeah, that's for sure. That's a lot like now. Yeah, I mean, that's how we run our school. That's how I run my life is just... How loud and obnoxious can I be? That's one of my main, I'd call that a pillar of mine. Loud and obnoxious. Yeah. Okay. Which do you think is the more uh, observant, observable quality of mine, loud or obnoxious? Loud. <laughs> That's good. I'll take that. Loud's not so bad. <laughs> uh, Salvaduku says, buddy, your triangle is average. Eh, <laughs> that's not true. 
it's world class. Uh, but hey, no joke. This is something I always say. Come and find some. I'm available. One zero eight Linwood Road. No invitation required. I always like to say that. It makes me feel cool when I say that. How does he know your triangle's average? Has he been in your triangle? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, oh, Salva's talking trash. Uh-oh. He said, I'm Australian. Well. Oh, so he can't come. Yeah, I don't think he's going to make it. Yeah. Um, all right. Anyway, he's being a salty little turd, I guess. I was trying to find some... Stop ignoring me or I'll come over there and take your hat off. <laughs> All right. I'm talking to you, buddy. There we go. There all you right. go. That's about so, all you're going to get. Though. What about, um, do you want to talk any more about the, the old days? Um, I want to talk about your old days. Like, okay. <laughs> like not, you know, just like what it was like for you. Like obviously most of the people who follow me are dudes. Mm -hmm. It's like a sausage fest in my DMs, you know what I mean? I literally get men sending me pictures. Now he told me somebody wants his feet pictures. It's not somebody, a bunch of people. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There's one guy, I got his name, I'll share the name, but if you ever see this dude popping up in your DMs, don't, don't do it. I'll tell you all the name if you need to get it. Slide into the DMs without feet pics and without any other kind of pics. Okay. So what it was like for me. Okay, so just like me as an older person starting martial arts, not me necessarily like as a woman doing martial you arts. You older when we started. Okay, we were, we were 20, yes. or whatever. Okay, but at that karate school that we were at, oh, we yeah. would end up testing with like eight-year-olds. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. We were older than eight-year-olds. So it was like kid, 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 Lindsay and Brandon. <laughs> so... And the parents were there, like, taking pictures of their little kids and stuff. And then there's these two giant adults in the back <laughs> testing for the same belt as their, like, eight-year-old. <laughs> oh, this is good. Uh, McDojo, this is Wallow, I yeah, think. Yeah. He says, uh, your personality makes up for the attractive part. <laughs> You're right. Uh, and then Rob Rooney said, what's the most embarrassing BJJ moment? You can add that one down. Okay. Mm, let's see. Okay, I'll probably missed. Mm. But yeah, like as a as a woman getting in to martial arts and combat martial arts, you know. Yeah. What was that? What was that about? Okay, so MMA freaked me out because I mean, like I had done. Okay, at this point, I had done some like fitness kickboxing. Mm. You know, I thought I was like pretty bad. You know, and you were in good shape. Yeah, I'm always, like, worked out and stuff like that. But, yeah, I did not want to get punched in the face. Um, I have been punched in the face a few times. <laughs> I would like to say that I punched you in your face and blacked your eye one time. Yeah. I had in to... sparring. Yeah, we were in at sparring. the karate school. In sparring with the little, with the karate yes. gloves on. But, yeah, so it was, and I had to go to work and tell my, my assistant principal that I had a black eye from karate. And she's like, oh, who punched you? And I was like, just somebody in class. And she was like, well, who was it? And I was like, it was my husband. Bye. You know? I, like, I didn't keep my hands up. Uh. I'm no respecter of persons. No. I've also bloodied a woman's nose mm -hmm. with a straight right hand. And, uh. Chris Herzog punched me in the face one time. Yeah, <laughs> he hit you hard. He hit you hard. Chris Herzog, if you're listening to this, if you ever hear this, just know you straight socked my wife in the <laughs> face one time. <laughs> so, yeah, it was our black belt test or brown belt test? Uh, I can't brown, remember. I think I can't remember. We had yeah. to spar anyway for like one of our upper level tests. And yeah, so he was there doing a seminar Chris was there doing a seminar, and uh, so he was sparring with everybody, um, you know, and so I was like, okay, yeah, and just boom, boom. right down the middle, and I was like, I saw stars. I think that's the only time that I ever, like, actually saw, like, little bursts of light <laughs> in my vision. So, yeah, I, I, I did get punched in the face a few times. What's the hardest you've ever been punched? Like, who was responsible for that? The hardest you've ever been just straight punched. slugged in the face? Or even just a body shot or a leg kick or I whatever. Do, uh, Jessica Coffey, like, wouldn't... Uh, <laughs> she was this she big! Was like, uh, yeah, she's very small. But 
okay, so right now so she's Drew. probably like fourth or fifth degree black belt. Like she's been training her whole life, and she's tiny, tiny little girl. So she dude, did not she's, straight up. She's the size of these antacids. So no, yeah, right not a punch with her, but a kick. Like she kicked me, and. I in like, the head? Okay. No, I was like, in my, I don't know if she right can reach. Guts, she probably dude. could reach to my head. She had a nice kick, but uh, yeah, it was right in my guts. I was like, okay. All right, turn it up, Lindsay. So. Dude, Pat Underwood hit me the hardest I've ever been hit. Because I went to, we were sparring, and we were doing MMA sparring. Mm-hmm. And I threw, uh, what did I, no, I threw a kick at him. So I threw my right leg like a roundhouse at his head, and he ducked underneath and circled through. Ooh. Right. And he came with a straight right hand, and he just, dink, just straight in the bridge of the nose right there. And I just remember going, it didn't knock me out, but I just paused, yeah. and I dropped to my knees. I was like, but I think I'm good. The punch was probably Herzog, which wasn't a, it probably wasn't a powerful punch to him, but it was like right. <laughs> yeah, well, he's like 230 pounds right. probably. He just yeah. dinks you in the nose. Yeah. Yeah, I wish he was here right now to punch no. you in the face. <laughs> He'd probably be like, Lindsay, I didn't even, like, I barely touched you. And I'd be like, sorry. <laughs> Made me want to die. Uh, Salva said, can we hit the reset button on our relationship? I'm sorry for my previous comments. <laughs> All is forgiven. <laughs> uh, Young Peck Hamshooter, <laughs> I love that name, by the way. Where can I watch the podcast? Uh, this is probably going to be on iTunes. Like we'll do the video and stuff here on Instagram, and then probably in the private uh, BrandonMC.Ninja on Facebook. I got a private group there, just a bunch of jujitsu dorks. We'll do the video there, and then we'll I'll edit this up, chop it up, put the ninja skill set on it. And by I will, I mean I'll have somebody else do, do it. it for you. Yeah, and then yeah. it'll go on like iTunes and Spotify. Etc. But I do remember, um, so whenever I knew that we were going to be grappling, I would always get this like sick feeling in my stomach, like, oh no, I know Greg's teaching tonight. We're going to be grappling. And so I would always get these butterflies in my stomach, like driving in the car, just thinking about it and wanting to get sick, but driving there anyway, you know, and then like grappling against dudes that they didn't know, like... Now I look back and go, okay, they were just white belts or they were just early blue belts probably in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And so they didn't necessarily know how to control themselves, control themselves. Right. And, you know, not put their full weight on me. And so I was getting knocked around a little bit. And so, yeah, but it made me feel sick to my stomach. And I'm the kind of person, though, like if there's a skill that I want. So I wanted to be able to defend myself. I wanted to be able to protect my kids and stuff. And so I was like, no, I got to keep going. And I just driving, I can't wait till this feeling goes away, you know, and I, I end up driving to the school one day and I'm not nervous. I was like looking forward to that moment. And now, like people have that feeling driving here to spar you. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I didn't ever awesome. feel that. I'm just kidding. I felt that mostly, almost exclusively. Almost exclusively I felt that. Nervous every yeah, time? Yeah, You were so excited though. You loved it though. I loved it right away. No, I didn't love it right away. Well, I, I was so bad, though, that yeah. I don't know. It was just like a brand. I just was obsessed right away with the grappling part, especially. I liked all of it, yeah, not except me. the forms. But I was obsessed right away. Like, I, I don't know. Well, it's like I was good at the forms, and I wasn't getting, like, abused. So <laughs> I was like, I could practice this and not, like, injure myself. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed the the art of the martial art at that point. I still enjoy the art part. I like the art more now than the martial. I feel like I actually have art now, though. Like, Yeah, you're super good. Yeah. You're probably the best black belt in the room here. So, yeah, you're really good. We should record that part and, like, just, just like, loop that. Just pull that part. Again. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh. Fight Chicks Jake. I want to shout out Fight Chicks. Even though they're not technically our sponsor anymore. They used to be. Fight Chicks was, was he my, he wasn't my first sponsor. But he was my first, yeah, yeah, Advocare was my first sponsor. They were our first clothing sponsor. They were my first clothing sponsor. actually, look at this right here. Oh, shoot. Wearing it right now. 
And we still keep that banner up in the gym, that giant Fight Chicks banner. So yeah, we really appreciate those guys. They yeah. helped us out a lot. I'll never forget that. So yeah. thanks, Jake and Liz. Appreciate that. Um, let's see. I saw Drew. I saw Drew sliding off in the comments. He's he's shutting down Salva, dude. Uh, okay, Zion Mohammed says, "I'm from Algeria. I want to fight you. I'm in." Party. I'm into that. Let's do it. I would really enjoy that. Mm -hmm. What about this one? uh, Let's actually, let's talk PGF for a little bit. So for those of you that don't know, I am a crazy person. Uh, I like to take on giant projects. Yeah, you have anything you want to say about that? Go ahead. Okay. So the pandemic started and... um, he went into this mode that was like, I need something to focus on. Brandon always has to have something to do. Like, if he's just sitting there, he's completely bored, and then he'll start, like, vibrating. <laughs> so um, <laughs> so he comes up with these huge ideas, and so he's like, let's start a grappling league. And I was like, oh, okay, let's do it. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, he... He took on all of this work himself, com- contacting all these competitors, coming up with the rule set. And, like, he just – he comes up with all these details, which is not normally – well, you come up with the details of the event. You're not necessarily good at, like – The day-to-day operations. Right. Um, so, luckily, now we have a team that we can help create his big visions. Um, but, yeah, huge task – to take on. So yeah, PGF is the Professional Grappling Federation, and it's a it's a jujitsu league that we're putting together, um, or that we've already put together. We've already had one season of it. So they play every week, and they play fifteen matches against each other. Uh, appreciate that, young Peck Ham Shooter. Um, yeah, they play fifteen matches. Um, they play multiple times per week and everybody plays everybody that that's one thing that's unique about it. Uh, the other thing that's unique is it's totally submission only. Like there are no points for passing or sweeping or takedowns, anything like that. No advantage points, nothing like that. And then there's no decision at the end. It's, it's totally submission only. It's a six minute match. And then at the, if you if you submit the guy with what we call a kill, which is a choke of some variety, like a rear naked or arm triangle, you know, like a, even a baseball bat choke, whatever punch choke, Ezekiel, any kind of kill, <clears throat> you get six points towards the playoff at the end of the season. Any kind of joint lock, which would be a, you know arm lock, Kimura, heel hook, etc., a twister we consider a, a joint lock. It's not a choke. That's three points towards the playoff. And so they play back and forth, back and forth. And over the course of 15 games, the eight people who have the highest amount of points through submission during the course of the season, those guys go into a submission-only, no-time-limit tournament. And that's when they work on that. eight total, so four from each team. Yeah, it's split into two teams, red team and blue team. Four from the red team, four from the blue team. Tell them about the under a minute. If they sub in under a minute. Yeah, and if you get the submission in under a minute, you get an extra point. Like that? Yeah. That was good, yeah. Uh, anyway, the new season of PGF, this is very exciting to me. Season two of the PGF begins tomorrow night, March 5th at 7 p.m., and it's totally Central. free. Yeah, 7 p.m. Central. It's totally free, totally free to watch. It's on my YouTube of course, if you follow me on Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff, then you're going to see the links. But this is really cool. I, I wanted to build something that was fan-friendly so that people could... Participate. Yeah, and so, th- but not just participate, but but be invested in it, like mm-hmm. emotionally. So, you know, I'm we're from Alabama, which roll tide. You know what I'm saying? And if you're an Alabama football fan... You're not just an Alabama football fan on Saturday. Like, you're following all week. You're watching and listening to sports radio and ESPN. And in the offseason, you're following the recruiting. You know high school players when they're juniors just just so that 
they, they Alabama might pick this dude up, so I got to know everything about him. I wanted to create something like that for jujitsu, which does not on any level exist. Wow. You know, jujitsu tournaments and stuff is, you know, there's a storyline that develops that day over the course of the tournament. And it's over. But then it's over. And, you know, like if you follow Gordon, then you know Gordon's story. Or if you follow whoever, Andre Hulk, Andre Goval, <laughs> just what if I just smack the microphone? You won't take a step forward, Mike. Boom. Boom. Um, Got him. So yeah, but with the fantasy league, uh, it gives and and the weekly thing, it gives everybody an opportunity. Sorry. Oh, we're back. Sorry, Keelan was calling in. I'm sure it's important. Uh, oh, sorry. Now I got all screwed up. But with the fantasy league, it gives everybody an opportunity to really follow the players and figure out who they're pulling for. And then, you know, we got blue and purple belts in this thing with real black belts, which is crazy. And that adds a whole nother layer into it because you got the Cinderella story. Yeah, well, I mean, we kind of wanted it to be like a reality show kind of thing. Like you learn about these people and you kind of root for somebody, you know. And so we started watching like uh, reality shows like Survivor and stuff like that. And, you know, just trying to figure out like little aspects that we could put into there to make it a little bit better. And guys, if you followed PGF last season, season one, the production on PGF season two is probably 5x i think what season I, one go was with 10 okay let's go 10x go go for let's it let's don't sell it short it's it's amazing it's 22x it's, <laughs> somewhere in the it's range good. of 30 to 40x it's really good yeah keelan is my partner on it and he does an awesome job just incredible job so yeah man uh this dude wants me to take my hat off head reveal <laughs> uh, uh, but tell him about the fantasy league so the Fantasy League, if you join the Fantasy League, go to pgfhome.com and join the PGF Fantasy League. It's totally free to join. There's no catch. You don't even have to give me your email address or anything. $1,000 to the winner. $1,000 to the winner of the Fantasy League over the course of the season. Ooh, what are you going to do if there's a tie? Then we're going to split it. Okay. So like if two people, Same then it would be 500 yeah, yeah, 500 per. And if 10 people, then it would be 100 per. But... $1,000 is coming out of my pocket. Well, really, all of this comes out of my pocket. Yeah. All of it. All the production costs. It's just something that I want to do. We have a few sponsors, but... Yeah, but trust me, it comes out of my pocket. <laughs> no, no. And all the all the energy comes out of my pocket, too. So, uh, Young Peck wants to know, could I stop Ryan Hall from heel-hooking me? For a little while, probably. She's like, no, no you can't. I don't know. But for a little while. I mean, I think Ryan Hall is one of the best jiu-jitsu players of all time, especially if you consider, like, if you consider MMA to be the the pinnacle of displaying your jiu-jitsu, mm -hmm. then Ryan Hall's as good as there's ever been. Like, nobody even, nobody dares to go to the floor with him. Yeah, and his stand-up is not looking so bad either. Yeah, he's he <laughs> continuously improved. I'm a giant Ryan Hall fan. <laughs> Dude, the Salvaduku dude is crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, that's PGF. It starts tomorrow night, March 5th, 7 p.m. I really, really, really want you to watch, and I want you to share it with your friends. So, like, if you're a fan of what I do or what we do, do me a favor. Get involved in the Fantasy League and share it with all your friends. That's the number one thing that you can do to say thank you to me for all the free content or whatever it is that, you know, whatever reason you follow me and you want to give it back, then that's that's yeah. the best way to give it back. And it's a lot of fun. So you go in there, do your picks and stuff, and then when you watch it, then you can talk trash on the live feed. It's awesome. Yeah, well, it's, it's live. That's, that's a lot of fun, too. That was actually one of the more fun parts of the first season was just engaging with the chat. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's going to be sick. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to say about PGF? I mean, you're involved. You're one of the commentators. Yes. Yeah, so, guys, I don't know the outcome of the PGF. So, uh, Scaff and I have watched two episodes and and have done commentary over the top of those two first episodes. 
but that's it. So I don't know anything past those. So I'm kind of, you know, we're, I guess we're releasing episode one tomorrow. So you guys are going to know almost as much as I know. And so it's exciting to watch it with you guys. But while he was filming and everything, and then he would come home and he'd be like, Ooh, I want to tell you so bad. <laughs> and I'm like, I want you to tell me so bad, but don't do it. Um, so I'm terrible that. at keeping secrets, though. Yeah. But how good have I done with this You've one? You've done really good. I haven't told anybody. Yeah. I, I thought I was going to crack and, and tell you. <laughs> I really, I, just, I was me. like, there's no, there's no way that I won't crack. Right. But I did good. But it's good. like sitting on a, a Christmas present. Like, oh. the things that happen in season two are so incredible. Yeah. I, oh, man. I can't wait for you guys to see it. It's Y'all are going to freak awesome. out. I'm excited, too. Yeah, Brandon, I really don't ever get surprised on Christmas because Brandon always tells me what my Christmas present is before I open it. Yeah, I'm terrible. I'm, a ter- I'm terrible <laughs> at keeping secrets. So this has yes. been like the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, <laughs> trying to keep this giant secret. Uh, Houston says there were some monster blue and white belts last season. Yeah. So I, like you were talking about it, you touched on it a little bit, the inequalities of the belt ranks and stuff make it really interesting. You know, some people are going to get dunked on and and some people end up being like surprisingly good at defense. And so, and I don't think he mentioned this, but if there's no submission and there's a draw, then both players get zero points. So, you know, sometimes that's your strategy. He's like, okay. I can't submit this guy. He's a much higher rank than me, but I'm going to be I'm protecting my neck. And so, and then they end up not gaining the points because you were really good at defense. And another thing is that this makes, this format makes the draw actually like mean something. Mm-hmm. Like a draw isn't just, oh, well, we both did a great job yeah, and, we, and we both yeah. get our hand right. Yay, yeah. we both did great. Like, mm, that's, Lame. Let's just be honest. That's lame. Like if you're watching an event and you see you're like pumped about this 10 minute sub only match and then it goes to a draw. You're like my life. I can never get those 10 minutes back. Even if it's exciting, even if it's exciting, it's like, dude, come on, man. Like there's no closure on that. But with the zero points for a draw towards the playoff, it makes the draw an actual outcome. Like, ha- what happened? You got zero points. That's how many points you scored. You scored zero. Mm-hmm. Like, ra- that is the outcome. Rather than, well, nothing. We really didn't solve anything there. No, we solved it. You got zero towards the playoff. So it makes a draw meaningful. And I don't know any other format in jiu-jitsu where a draw actually has meaning. Yeah, and each point is mm-hmm. going to get more significant, you know, as it as – it gets closer to the playoffs, you'll see, especially with season one, you'll see that some people are rising to the top, but those numbers, those points are so close. And you, you'll start thinking back to the beginning of the season. You're like, oh, man, if that just wouldn't have been a draw, you know. He could have just capitalized on that submission. What um, – all right, let's 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 jump off the PG. Unless you guys got questions, if y'all want to uh, – where do we sign up for the Fantasy League? Alejandro Botello. Botello. Uh, you go to pgfhome.com and sign up for the fantasy. $1,000. Listen, that's not a joke. I'm giving $1,000 to the fan who scores the most points in fantasy over the course of the season. A thousand, dude, $1,000, and it's free to play it. Like, And honestly, there's less than 100 people in it right now. Yeah, you so your chances it. of actually winning are pretty good if you yeah. participate in it. So. Don't sleep on the fantasy league. I'm telling you, that's the most fun part of the whole thing. So it is. It's a lot of fun. All right, I think that's good on the PGF for now. Okay. We'll have a lot more to say about PGF. Uh, clap if you're bent. Young Peck says clap if you're bent. I'm old, and so I'm not a hundred percent clear on what bent means. <laughs> but is that kind of like turned up? I think it's like being turned. <laughs> which, to my understanding, is a lot like being burnt. Like if you had a tombstone pizza and you put it in for 19 minutes. Oh yeah, it would be burnt. It'd be burnt, but you might still you might I don't still think that's eat what it. Turnt it means. Well, no, the pizza's burnt. Yeah. But then after you eat it, you're turnt. 
mm, are you, can you be turnt from eating a burnt pizza? Like, I think you'd be more turnt if you had like a really good pizza. Like a super cheesy. Is that what, is that the characteristic? Like when you think of what makes a great pizza, it's the cheese to you? Um, or and like a, I want the crust to be a little crunchy. I need, I need to, there to be a good, but listen, a good soft crust sometimes, like when it's homemade mm. and it's done right. I like a little like Caesars. Like in a brick oven. A little Caesars. I, they got a good, I, they got a good crust. I don't even want to be married to you anymore. Well, take this in mind. I haven't had pizza in probably like two years. I feel like that was the most offensive thing that you could I have like said. I like little Caesars. You're going to hell for that. I, I know, I know for a fact <laughs> that, you, that you're going to hell. Jeez. Well, you're so judgy. I am judgy, dude. Jeez. Somebody's just, posting porn just links me. in the chat over here. Well, you just sent me to hell, so. Well, you just claimed Little Caesars was your favorite pizza. What I was I supposed to do? crust was good. It's terrible. They have a terrible oh, crust. Like What's the best Caesars. crust besides Little, besides Ooh, little okay. Caesars? Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut, which one? The thin crust? That's good, but they even have just a little bit of crunch on their, I guess they're hand-tossed. Okay. It's, I like it. I can, I can at least hear what you're saying. There's a place here in Hartzell where we live that's called, uh, what's the name of the place? Pizza Ed. Pizza Ed. They got the best crust in the biz right now. Like in the local in biz. I, I like a pizza with extra gluten. It's almost like double gluten. So my friend Eric owns this place in Madison. Um, Madison, Alabama, called Cork and Crust. It's a pizzeria, but he's also a sommelier, so he like knows a lot about wine. So he'll pair up a nice wine to go with your pizza. You know what I'm saying? But the crust over there, he puts double gluten in the crust, and it is fantastic. It's fantastic. It'll make you fart for four days. <laughs> but you'll every time you fart, you'll be like, ooh, that was I good pizza. I remember that pizza. <laughs> and your friends will be like, ooh, I remember that pizza. Yeah, but you'll way. be like, ooh, I remember that pizza. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like you can, the pizza sauce smell will come with it. It's a little, little sweet, a little sugary. Sugar and tomatoes. Mm, come on, talk to me about that sugar pizza fart. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, double gluten, I'm a fan. All right. Uh, you're distracting me from my job. Oh, that was you. You were, you just started talking about Little Caesars and you messed everything up. I was talking about Little Caesars because you were talking about pizza. <sighs> Actually, I think I started talking about pizza. You're, you're embarrassing me right now. <laughs> Who's the rainbow belt? I don't even know what that means. So what about you in the beginning? Like, what else do you remember from the, like, other than us sitting and giggling? You got, you got, uh, tell them about your first MMA class. Oh, I literally got the crap beat out of me. Um, so I was sparring in MMA, literally the very first time I ever went. We signed up for all the karate classes. And then that Saturday they had MMA class and I was like, oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. I was not ready. (laughs) Not ready. I literally... So a guy got on top of me on the ground, which I knew nothing about the ground fighting, nothing. And he got on top of me in side control, or what we would call the position now twister side control. Like in the 10th planet system, it's twister side. And he took his right hand and he hammer fisted my guts until I quit. But not just quit, but he beat me in my stomach until I had diarrhea for like two days. Like he smushed all the poop into liquid <laughs> inside of me, and that he was helping your digestive process. Yeah, he 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 helped me, and then anyway, that guy came in to try class one time when I was a brown belt, and I returned the favor. Like, How did that feel? That was one of my favorite moments of all my training, to be honest with you. Like in the history of Brandon's martial arts, I wouldn't say that was. That's definitely one of my top five or ten moments mm. when I took that man's soul from giving me diarrhea. It's not a lot of people you could say he directly gave me diarrhea. Right. Like you don't like get a lot did. of opportunities to say that, like to put that blame out on somebody else. Right. Like usually 
some food gave you diarrhea or some disease. But in this and case, a man did. gave me diarrhea. Yeah. Uh, an adult male yeah. beat me in my stomach until my water, my poop turned into water. Like, it looked like brown coffee yeah. pouring into the toilet, you know. So I don't know if everybody does this, but I think Brandon and I do this. So when we first started it, especially. So we would find somebody in the room, and that was like our nemesis. Yeah. Like, I'm going to beat them next. And so we train and train and train, and then, you know, until we could beat that person. And my first one was a girl named Catherine. Do you remember Catherine? I remember Catherine. And so, like. She used to beat your tail. What Brandon would say, you know, those paper-thin karate geese. And so she would gee choke me, and it would make my tongue stick out. <laughs> and so <laughs> I hated when she would do that. And so, yeah, she became my nemesis. And I was like, I'm going to beat Catherine's tail. And so like, <laughs> that was my, like, I can't even remember what I beat her with, but I was like, yeah, you're out next. Hey, check out my boy, Patriot Defense Mike. He says, burnt AF for sure. <laughs> turnt from burnt, absolutely. <laughs> and then uh, Alejandro like says, too turnt to be burnt. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is going to go well. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon and Lindsay have a podcast now. If anybody wants to submit uh, their own theme song, we'll play it. Oh, yeah. If you got, if you want to write your own Brandon and Lindsay have a podcast now theme song, we will play it on the show. Yeah. That's a, that's a promise from me. You got to send it to me in a format that I can work with, though. Come on. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, you know, I want to move on from PGF. PGF and pizza. And the old and, days. And the old times, and let's start going through some of these questions here. Okay. Oh, dude, Wallow said he hasn't had pizza in two days. Two days. Know, I don't know how he's still alive. <laughs> All right. So you want to go to that one next? Uh, yeah, we'll just roll straight down the list. I don't remember okay. who asked these. So. We are terrible at answering this question. So the question is: Do you push through or rest on injuries? I'm and great we are, at it. We are the worst. I'm great at answering this question. To answer this question, I'm really good at answering this question. But you go ahead, since you're bad. Okay, you just keep training. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I, me, I just keep training. So, yeah, I ended up having, so it was the end of last year, I separate, I had some kind of tear or something in my shoulder. And um, you never so, knew what it was because you're like, no, no I didn't go to the doctor because I knew he would tell me to not do what I wanted to do. <laughs> and so these three fingers were numb. So I was having some kind of nerve issue, and I just took my arm into my rash guard and rolled with one arm. Yeah, so that's not the way I want you to do it. <laughs> Here's, she's right. I, I've traditionally I've been pretty bad about it. I have, I do have to say I've gotten much better. You have as I've aged out. Yeah, you know, but it used to be I would just the the way that I would deal with an injury was I would pretend that I wasn't injured. And I would just tell everybody else, no, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And then I would just train as hard as I could anyway. Yeah. Which would, of course, like exacerbate the problem. <laughs> yeah. I always feel real uncomfortable with the word exacerbate. It's close. To what? Nothing. What were you going to say? Uh-uh. You had something? Go ahead. No, I was just agreeing with you. Okay. Injuries. Injuries. <laughs> so, Yeah. Anyway, I, I used to would just plow straight through an injury and pretend like I wasn't hurt. But what I've learned over the years is that, and this is, this, I guess it just sounds corny, like, oh, this is a cliche, but this is the truth. You don't train through your injuries, and you don't train around your injuries. You train with your injuries, right? So, okay, I'm, my shoulder's hurt. Not right now. My shoulders are fine. But let's say my shoulder is injured. I don't go out there and just do it anyway, train through. I don't do that. Mm -hmm. And I don't train around to where I'm just trying to do everything the same but not using my arm. Yeah. Right? What I do is I look for what can I do with the tools that I do have and so that I can keep this safe. I train with the injury. I let the injury inform what I'm capable of. Right. So, like, the injury leads me, but I don't not train. Yeah. You know, like, obviously, if I'm really injured, like, I guess there's an, a difference between injured and hurt. Uh, if I'm, <laughs> I learned that off of, like, an old football movie. I can't remember what it was called. But he said, are you hurt or injured? What's the difference, coach? 
uh, if you're injured, we got to go to the hospital. If you're hurt, you need to get back in the game. Mm. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. If you're hurt, you train with your injuries. If you're injured, you sit out. Right? So, uh, he said, take it to a room already, you two love birds. We are in a room right now. In fact, in we're in a building. room that we own. <laughs> so, I appreciate that advice. <laughs> yeah. So, if I could tell you to do anything with your injuries, it would be let your injuries inform you about what you're capable of. Right. And also, so I get anxiety about like if I'm sitting out and and I'm watching, I'm like, everybody's getting better and I'm not, you know, but you also need to have a different mindset about how long do I actually want to do this? How long do I want to train and, you know, you mean like over the years? Yeah. Like, do I still want to train when I'm 60 years old? You know, because if I train through this or, you know, around it or whatever, it, that might not. And you continue with that same, like, just going to keep training. Even when I'm hurt, going to train, going to train. Then you're probably not going to make it to 60. Definitely not going to make <laughs> it to 60. I, I Actually, somebody just said, hey, man, I'm 56 and I just started BJJ. I didn't catch who that was. Let me see. Any advice for a 56? Well, anyway, there's a bunch of comments. I'm not going to roll back through. But, yeah, any advice for somebody who's starting BJJ at 56? I do have some advice. Don't go out there to prove that you're the man. Like, if you got some things you need to prove to yourself, like, I don't know, man. At 56, you should, I feel like you should know this stuff, but... You should know if you're tough. Right. Like once you know, okay, I'm tough and I'm not a quitter. Right. Once you know those things about yourself, you don't have to keep proving those to everybody else. You know? Yeah. And so for me though, I didn't know those things when I started. And I had to I had to learn those things about myself. Like to be honest with you, I was a quitter when I started. You think so? I mean, I felt like one. How about that? Whether it was okay. true or not, I felt like it was true. And so it was. Okay. And I didn't know I was tough. I do know that I was not tough when I started. I was not tough, right? You probably thought you were. No, no, I didn't think I was tough. I knew I was a wuss. Really? I was 100% certain of it. I'm still, like, I know now that I'm tough and I can take a beating, but mm-hmm. I'm not a tough person, right? I can take a beating now, <laughs> but now that I'm, the thing is, like, once you know you're tough, I'll just speak for myself. Once I knew that I was tough, once I knew that I wasn't a quitter, then it didn't matter what my training partners and my opponents thought of me anymore. Yeah. But it took me, I probably didn't really start to realize that about myself until I was nearing the end of my brown belt. Yeah. And I think honestly that that's what helped me develop into a black belt was, and into the, I don't feel like I'm just a black belt. I feel like I'm an excellent black belt. You know what I mean? I could feel like I'm a world-class jiu-jitsu and martial artist. I'm yeah, a world-class jiu-jitsu player. But like coming to that recognition of, okay, I'm tough. I won't quit. And it doesn't matter if you know that or not. It doesn't matter if you know that or not. Mm-hmm. And that helped me to develop into a, a excellent black belt, an excellent martial artist, rather than another dude who was, right. who could beat people. Well, and it's just all about your ego. Are you going to be able to put your ego in the back seat to actually like put yourself in a learner's mindset, a student mindset, and go, okay, I'm coming in. I don't know anything. Teach me. I want to learn. You know, and 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 you got to go back to that anytime you install anything into your game. So you're learning a new guard or a new submission or something like that. You got to go back down to that base level and put yourself in vulnerable positions to be able to find those openings and stuff. So if any kind of progression, I think, requires you to to go back to that base level sometimes. So, um, yeah, it's just all about ego. You get better when you put your ego in your back pocket. In your back pocket? Why you put it in your back pocket? I don't because it can't be in the front. <laughs> you can't have it have it sit in the back seat. Right. <laughs> oh, I got the hiccups all of a sudden. That came out of nowhere. I'll be fine. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next question here. Overall philosophy on mount, thought on opposite side triangle, most embarrassing BJJ moment. Most embarrassing BJJ moment. Let's do that. You go first. Okay. 
Um, mine's probably just awkward. It wasn't, I don't get embarrassed very often. Though that, hold on, that's 100% true. It's impossible to embarrass her. Uh, like, not impossible. It's pretty close to impossible. But yeah, it was just an awkward moment. So finding guys that were okay to train with me, it, in my, I made it a bigger deal in my mind than it really was, I think. And so, you know, there were there were guys that got used to training with me and were comfortable and stuff, but um, they weren't necessarily uh, very careful sometimes. So, I mean, I ended up, I had someone in my closed guard and they were trying to break my guard, but they put their hands right here. So instead of like on my hips, it was like two handful. <laughs> Dang, who was it so I can kill them immediately? I'm not going to say. I'll tell you later. I'm ready. I think I've already told you that. Yeah, you have. Yeah. Dang, there's some some straight up fights going on in the comments. Uh Uh-oh. It's going to come to fisticuffs in the comments, which is something that I actually encourage. Go for it. I feel like fisticuffs is a good way to handle an argument. Well... I mean, like, if they actually know each other, it could come to that, but they probably don't, so they're just saying a lot of words. Yeah. Do you think Do you think the people that are arguing in the comments are total cowards or just half cowards? I don't, I'm not calling anybody any names. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> if they're arguing in the comments, do you think they're complete and total dorks, or do you think that they're still salvageable as regular people? I don't know. Do I know any of those people that are arguing? No. Oh, okay. I don't know. I'm going to go with complete and total unsalvageable dorks. That's going to be what I go with. I'm I'm not committing. (laughs) Uh, Alejandro says he's exacerbated right now. Okay. okay. (laughs) Listen, man. Just don't turn the camera on. You do you. (laughs) All right, cool. I uh, I think that's the end of episode one. Good job. Yeah. Brandon and Lindsay have a podcast now. Yeah, I think, it, okay. I think it went well. How do we follow you on Instagram? At Lindsay McCatherine. Do you actually want people to follow you on Instagram? I don't care. I admire that. <laughs> I do I'm not care. posting a whole lot these days, so you'll see my old stuff. I do care, and I covet your follow, BrandonMC.Ninja, which you're already doing. You can go to my website also. So I know somebody in the comments asked uh, about when they feel claustrophobic from the bottom of side control. Good news, I have a free, totally free course that you can get that's, ex- it's about that exact topic, about how to not get crushed anymore from the bottom positions in jiu-jitsu. So uh, you can go to Nogi, I'm sorry, nogihelper.com, N-O-G-I helper.com, or you can just go to my website, www.brandonmc.ninja, and that'll be free there. So... Yeah, that'll, that'll help you. And don't forget, the most important thing I want to get across to you right now, pgfhome.com, follow PGF Home on Instagram, and watch live tomorrow night, Join March 5th, Fantasy League. 7 p.m. Join the Fantasy League. I'm giving away $1,000. It's $1,000. And it's fun. You don't want $1,000 for watching jujitsu? What's wrong with you? Surely nobody that's been commenting or watching would, like, not join. They would. (laughs) They'll do it. They won't join. Okay. That's all. I love you guys. Thank you so much.